I'm Mandy. And I'm Mo. And this is Nurses Into Crisis, where we talk about travel nursing, living, and coping. And if you're ready to hear some interesting stories and conversation, then grab yourself a drink, sit tight, and start listening. Okay, so today is our very first podcast, and we are talking about travel nursing in this pandemic. How cool. Very cool. Very, very cool. cool. Is no. it cool though? Okay. Yeah, it's not really cool. But um, I had a friend who worked at a hospital, and I guess it was not that great. And she decided to put in her two weeks, like per her recruiter and like her travel agency. And they put her on a DNR list at that hospital, never to come back. Which is completely ridiculous in a pandemic. Like, how is that even okay? Like as a nurse during the pandemic, for you to take the time to put in the two week notice because you were continuously lied to, and then they put you on a DNR list after you have followed the protocol is just nonsense. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. So here's the thing, guys, being a travel nurse during a pandemic, um, there's a lot of things you need to take into consideration when taking contracts. And one thing is, I think that this girl was at fault with is she really didn't get the full detail of what her assignment entailed. And so therefore, she pretty much got screwed over and then placed on a DNR list. And knowing that you get placed on a DNR list, that's not just one hospital, you're DNR'd from a whole group of hospitals. Yeah, especially if they're like a sister hospital and like, have all these different smaller entities. Exactly. You're DNR from all of those. And DNR is like, it's do not return pretty much. You know, if you want, if you need a job in the future and you come back to that place or one of their sister hospitals and you apply, they're going to look you up and you're going to be on that list and they will not accept you. You will not be rehired. (laughs) So yeah, unfortunately for her, I mean, she won't be able to go back there or to any of the other hospitals but i mean as a travel nurse you get to go anywhere like if that's in one state like you can travel to like yeah any other states um but yeah i remember she told me that and it was i was just like during a pandemic are you serious but the thing is she was smart about it she knew it wasn't safe what was going on there she needs to take care of herself and so she made the right decision by leaving regardless of what was going to happen. She knew it was her time and her time to leave. Yeah. So, and with that, um, with us being travel nurses as well, we know that going into the hospital, like obviously every travel nurse that has ever traveled and gone into a hospital, we know that we're going to get like not the best assignments, you know, like they're going to try to give us the worst patients because for some reason they equate money to to like knowledge, I guess. I don't know. Like yeah. they, they think that because you're making more money, oh, you should take on the worst patients. I guess they want you to work for your money pretty much. So they want to like sit down and chill while you're struggling with six patients. Which I get both sides because I've been a staff nurse and a travel nurse. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is we're all nurses and we're all here to take care of patients. And it's sad because sometimes the patients don't come first. Right. Right. With that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And then I know like we're in a pandemic. (laughs) So with that mindset, it definitely doesn't help at all. Being in a pandemic and having COVID patients everywhere. Like my last shift that I worked, I had 
three COVID patients. I had five patients in total, three COVIDs and, you know, two obviously non-COVID. But me walking into those rooms every freaking five minutes, having to gown on and then gown off and go into the next one, gown on and then gown off. You know, it's like we have to cluster care. Agreed. Yeah. You have to cluster care. Like as soon as you go in, like I go say hi, I take all my meds in there that they need at that time, do my vitals, do my assessment, talk with them for a little bit, look up their care, see what's going on that for, you know, the rest of that day. And we talk for a little bit, but then it's like, okay, now on to my next one, I got to do the same thing. And, and mind you, that takes about what, 30 minutes in each room that we've exposed ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, also I know like us being there, everyone's short staff, yes. RT short staff, phlebotomy short staff, environmental short, short staffed. So you guys with everyone being short staffed, the main, the main thing that we hear is, oh, the nurse will have to take care of it. So now not only are we nursing doing what we're supposed to do, now we're taking on labs. We have to draw labs. Now we're taking on having to clean the room if the patient leaves so that when environmental gets there, it cuts down on their time having to be in there since they're short staffed. How is that fair? They think being a nurse, you can do everything. We're the pharmacist, we're the counselor for the family, we're the social worker, because you know what? We are the ones that have to go in the rooms all the time. So therefore no one else feels the need that they have to, because the nurse will go in and take care of it. Exactly. So we're tired guys. Like we are tired. And honestly, like we're doing this podcast to enlighten everyone on travel nursing because, you know, everyone always sees like the glorious sides, like, Oh, they're travel nurses. They get to go everywhere. They get to travel for a living and, you know, explore new places. But it's like, yeah, we do do that. But when we're working, we don't even think about that. Like, I don't even know that I'm in another state at that point. Cause it's not at that time, because it's like, I'm literally working my butt off. Yeah. Yeah. All 12 hours. Legit. Like Mo and I both had an assignment or not an assignment. We had a shift where neither one of us got to have lunch. I don't remember taking one sip of water that entire day. And I know for a fact I did not use the bathroom all day. Yeah. All day. And I didn't realize any of this until my shift was over. And I was like, why am I hungry? (laughs) Or I was like, dang, I really have to go to the bathroom right now. Like, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't drink Mm -hmm. anything. My water bottle was still cold. Yep. But that brings up a good point. Like with being a nurse, all we want to do is care for other people. And it's in our blood to put people before us to make sure they're taken care of. But especially being a travel nurse or even a staff nurse, whatever you are in healthcare right now, you have to make sure to take care of yourself because we are burnt out. And if you can't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to give the care that you usually give on a daily basis to your patients. Right. And that's what people deserve. Like they deserve to have people come in and be able to be attentive to them and care for all of their needs, you know, in, in, in theory that, you're taking care of yourself as well. Yeah. You know, I have patients that are like, Oh, you know, my lunch is great. And I was like, well, what are you going to eat? And I'm like, I don't know. Yep. <laughs> don't and know. it's four o'clock already. And right. we and haven't like, even, are you serious? You haven't eat, go eat, go eat. Like that, you know, and they're like, Oh, you need to go eat. But it's like, 
we can't. If you only knew how many tasks I need to complete. <laughs> right. Like as soon as we leave your room, we got to go to another one. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yes, it is. So that's a lot with travel nursing. Um, and people also with travel nursing, people like Mandy was saying, everyone sees the part that we get to go travel and see all these cool things and explore so much, but nobody realizes what we're leaving at home. Like yes. I personally, I have a husband, I have kids, I leave at home to go out and to help all these other states while we go through this crisis. And people don't realize the toll that takes on any of us, what we're leaving to come help your community, your mom, your sister, you know, we're here to help you. And I have no problem working 12 straight hours and doing everything I can to save someone's life. But then in the same breath for the staff to just think that we're there for pretty much to get walked all over because we're getting paid more than they do. Yeah. And it's, it's sad because I feel like with this whole vaccinated and vaccinated thing, it's becoming very political, but I feel as though no one's thinking about like what healthcare is going through because yeah. of all this, all this conflict. I just, I just want people to do their part, whether you want to be vaccinated or not. I really don't care. Just wear your mask, do just what you're asked of in common areas and like common places and just stop acting so entitled. It's just a lot. It's, it's a lot. And if you do your part, we're doing ours. I feel like we should be able to come to some kind of common ground and, and be able to, to live in a world where we can all be out again and, you know, exactly. do, do things that Go we back were to normally normal. doing, but are normally doing, but I, it's just a lot to where we are tired. And I feel like I'm going to keep saying this throughout this entire is this entire session because I just want people to understand like us as healthcare workers, we are tired. And I feel like in nursing, especially it's one profession where a lot of people don't see inside the hospital walls, what we see. And that's where people are confused and acting like nothing's going on. They have no clue what we see on a daily basis and you won't because of HIPAA violation and so it just saddens me when I try to express myself to either family or friends and they just don't get it. If they only knew what was on our hearts and what we see on a daily basis, then maybe people wouldn't be so selfish during all this. And like you said, bring it back to politics or anything like that. Like, yes, there's so much research out there based on anything to do with this uh, crisis. But the thing is, is what I know from being firsthand and being on the front lines like that to me just like tops it all like yeah that's it like we're literally like we don't we're not telling you this thing these things because we heard it on the street like yeah. we're literally in it <laughs> seriously we're in it we're living this we're telling you it is bad it is bad when you walk into when you walk into the hospital and you have literally four codes going at the same time it's bad. That don't need to happen. We've been doing this since April of 2020. We've been traveling. I mean, I really thought it was over with, but here we are back again. 
and out traveling like, in 2021. Yeah, we just want to bring awareness. Like, just listen. <laughs> For <know>. real. <laughs> like, it's it's becoming... It's becoming a thing where where we just kind of talk and people hear us, but no one's listening. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I feel that a lot of people aren't understanding what's going on until they have someone personal to them go through it, if not themselves. Yep. So before that happens, I just think people should just listen and be like, okay, well, maybe if this nurse or this doctor is actually in it and they see what's going on. Yeah. Then maybe it's going on. <laughs> I mean, I know me personally, and I'm sure with you, Mandy, being in the hospital when people are, I'd have to say at the end of life, then they're begging for the shot. They're begging that they should have not done this. They shouldn't have gone out to this party on July 4th. They shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. But it's just a little too late at that time, which is heartbreaking for us. But imagine the grief that we feel on a daily basis watching these people lose their family and their family can't even be there for their can't last breath be because we can't bring anyone into the hospital. Imagine the weight that's on our shoulders. For real. And you guys have to understand that there are policies in place at hospitals for the safety of everyone. So we totally understand that you have a family member in there with COVID and you want to see them. You want to be with them. We totally get that. We want you to be with them. However, there are policies in place at the hospital to lessen the chances of you or anyone else being exposed to this for a long period of time. Like the, the hospital I just left or we just left, um, they had a 30 minute visitation for COVID patients and they could only have one person visit the entire time that person was in the hospital. So only one person and that same person the entire time that COVID person was in the hospital and they can only come for 30 minutes and they had to make an appointment before they came. Yeah. So it's like, they think when they put the policies in place, they think of the family, they think of all of you guys and how it would best suit everyone. We're not trying to be mean. And I think that's a lot of people think that we are doing it because we don't want family at bedside. I promise you, we want you at bedside. We want Absolutely. that family member to have someone with them to comfort them, to lessen their anxiety. This is a very scary time. Nobody knows what's going to happen. This isn't something that everybody knows like, hey, when you get the flu, A, B, and C happen to you. We don't know what's going to happen, especially with all these strands out now. Like I said, we've been traveling since last year, and it's still every assignment we take, something different is coming out with these patients. So yeah. we would love to have you guys at bedside. So my one thing is I just hope that no family is ever upset with me when I let them know they're not allowed to come in and see their loved one as they're right. very, very sick. Yeah. And it's not cause it's not our call. Like it's not, it's really not our call. And I know like we understand cause being on that side, I feel like we would be like, well, why can't we come as well? But then being on, you know, the healthcare side, we have the perspective of both sides to where we can see, okay, like, I understand why I can't come. But then we have the the personal side where we're like, dang, like, we really yeah. wish we could be there. So like, right. we totally get it. But it's not the nurse's fault. It's not the doctor's fault. It's the hospital policy. So we would just like to put that out there because we've actually heard that over the past few weeks of, oh, the nurses and doctors are horrible. They don't let us come see the family or, you know, our family. 
Um, but I know a lot of hospitals are doing the iPad and like being able to like, you know, call in or yeah. be on there. Um, so that is an option. But as far as coming in like that, yeah, that has been cut short. Unfortunately. Yeah. So I think for now we're going to wrap up this first episode um, with myself and Mo. We would love to hear feedback from you guys. Um, if any questions on travel nursing or whatever, just, you know, either write us, email us, whatever to um, talk about in our next episodes and upcoming episodes. I know we are back on the road, <laughs> Mo and I. Um, we are now out of state doing another um, contract. And so we will definitely be updating you guys probably maybe on a weekly basis or bi-weekly depends on our schedule. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but stay tuned. It will be interesting. Yes. We have so much more to share with you guys. Thanks for chatting with us today. And, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Have a good day. Bye.